When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Ah! Stripes! Cincinnati, we gon' rise and up! In the jungle, we unite and up! Stripes! orange and black and white. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Bengals and Brews. I am Hude Joe. With me is Greg Luther from Rally Round the Natty. Thank you all for joining. Dale should be joining us in a little bit. Greg, how you doing today? Doing well, doing well. How you doing? I guess happy opening day for the Reds, right? I know. I'm. I, I, I've said before. I've I've fallen out of love with with baseball recently, but it's always uh, a, a a city holiday in Cincinnati. Oh. I saw some of the pictures down there. I was like, is that today? I mean, it looks like there's like a victory parade going on down there. Well, well, Joe, with me, when when, you, when management says to other fans, where else are you going to go? It kind of strikes a chord in you and all that same. I mean, I know it happened a year ago, but to this, I'm sorry, it just feels oh, yeah. like yesterday. If that's going to be your mentality, telling fans, just be happy with what you got with mediocrity, then I will go. I, I will spend my money somewhere else. Yep. Especially when you have another team in the city where things have never been better. I didn't really think about it. I, I think the guys on Locked On said it. it was just like these are the two, you know, back-to-back seasons, like most successful seasons this franchise has yeah. ever had. Going to the AFC Championship game back-to-back years—that's really wild to think about. Um, and it's just—it's good to be a Bengals fan. And all the hate that Mike Brown used to get. I mean, it's nothing but love with the front office with, with Katie Blackburn, Duke Tobin, um, you know, even, even some of the other folks like, you know, Liz Blackburn, mm-hmm. nothing but love. It's good to be a Bengals fan. Absolutely. You know, and for I don't want to get too into this, but like for years, I've always felt like talk about ironic. The Bengals have been traded like the redheaded stepchild to the Reds. Like even like if you look from like 2000 and on. The Bengals made the playoffs way more than the Reds have. It's like when the Bengals lose a playoff game, it's like it was like same old Bengals. This is a horrible franchise. But when the Reds didn't even make the playoffs at times, I heard people say, oh, I'm so excited for next year. I'm just so excited. This is the Reds team. A lot of the older age demographic still likes to live by the big red machine pass and all that. And that's just 
that's always drove me nuts over the years because I always just got sick and tired of hearing that. And it, I'm not saying I'm happy that the Reds are being attacked, but it's just the Reds are showing the truth. It's now when the when Phil Kessling finally said, where are you going to go? It's finally this is the one time their brand has been come after and all that. Because yep. that was Fred. Tell him, Greg, fuck him up. Yeah, He's no, about I'm to go savage on the Reds. Of the Reds. But until management, until, until Bob sells, until Kessling sell the team, I'm now unless I get free tickets, unless I get a ticket for free drinks and free food, then I'll go because you need free drinks watching that team. Now, in fairness, it was it was Phil Castle, not Bob, right? Yeah, no, Phil. It was Phil, yeah. but you know, I went. Yeah. but you know, yeah, yeah, they you know, but yeah, it was Phil. Yeah, yeah, they're all in it together, not doing anything to put anything on the field competitive as it could be, right? And that's and you have to in baseball. It's not like you know. You have to spend to the cap and there's all this revenue sharing. I mean, you have to have an owner willing to spend and invest in the team, especially in a market like Cincinnati. Yeah, no, exactly. Like, you know, a buddy, I had a buddy of mine who's a diehard Reds fan and hates the Bengals. Like one time we were at a game together and the Reds lost and I was just enjoying myself. And he's like, why aren't you mad or something? I'm like, I don't care. I'm here just to enjoy myself for free drinks and free food. He's like, why is it that you, the Bengals, you would always flip by, but now you're coming after the Reds. Because well, I never once say what you want about Mike Brown. I never once heard him say, "Where else are you going to go?" I never heard him right. say that. I have disagreements with Mike Brown, but I never in my life heard him say that. Have you guys? Yeah. No. And I, it, it took a long time, I think, for fans to come around on Mike Brown. But eh. the narrative. <laughs> have we come around? On well, Mike Brown. He he liked winning. No, he wanted to win, but he wanted to win to his own criteria. Correct. Until yes. I think people were like, "Look, this other is voices in the room." I think. What's that? Heard. I think other voices in the room started getting heard, and I'm very thankful for that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, it's like he wanted to win by how his dad played, and you know, it's like to quote Bob Dylan, "The times are changing," and all that, right. and, stuff. and you you have to learn to adapt and all that. That's just how it is. And the the best decision he ever made was let other pe- his other people. Like Duke Tobin, I think he gave Duke Tobin a bigger role. He gave other people around the office. He's like, yep. you know what? You guys know what you're doing. You know, Elizabeth, who came in, helped out with the Ring of Honor yep. and all that. He finally started letting other people. I'm like, you know what? You guys go ahead and do this. I'll just sit back and, right. and you know, go along with it. Yeah, and he Greg, was, he, he was you much made, more stubborn. What's that? I was go just going to say, he he was much more, more stubborn. But I think he always wanted to win. I remember yeah. early on in the Marvin years, it might have been like the first time we won the division. And Marvin gave this really passionate speech after the game and just saying, Marvin or Mike Brown loves this team yeah, so much. And he's like, you know, choking up crying because he's he's like, he knows how much hate that Mike Brown got. But at the end, he he is a good man. You know, he he has the best intentions. He was just being real, real stubborn in his ways. Yeah, I think that's the difference, too. I think Mike always wanted to win. Yes. Whereas the, this Reds team, I think they just want to be able to make enough money almost. It's an ATM. You know, they're more worried about their the money than they are about winning. Mike Brown just, like you guys said, wanted to win his own way. He didn't, you know, didn't think right. you had to spend the free agency. It just, you know, all these things that, I mean, his dad, I think, you know, was always ahead of the times. It's just. I don't think he knew how to be his own man, unfortunately, for a long no. time. Like, I hate to say, I'm not him. I mean, obviously, the guy's done some great things. You know, I don't right. want to shit on him, but no, 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 no. I'm just saying, he would frustrate a lot of us. 
that it took this long, but now like I'm very thankful that they do things the way they do it. And just like the way we're spending on the O line, I tweeted that I seen that the yeah. other day. We're in like the top three for our offensive line. It's like thank you. That was a problem you went out oh, and yeah. trying trying to still solve it. Yep. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like I said, because I I had this I had always people tell me Mike Brown doesn't care about winning. Mike Brown doesn't care about winning. And that just always pissed me off all the time. Like I said, he cared about his own criteria. I just got so sick and tired of hearing that. I literally quit talking to one friend of mine because I he kept mentioning it all the time. I'm like, you know, I'm done with this. Uh, yeah, you can tell he cares. I mean, the way he's out there watching practices, everything, all the time. Like, you does. know, you can tell he yeah. cares. It's just it didn't always match up with the product no. on the field. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, the, you know, like I said, you know, the way how he's letting the team run now, I mean, hats off to him. Yeah. And credit to Katie and Elizabeth and mm-hmm. Duke. And that's what you said, Duke. And then you mentioned Ring of Honor. And I thought, man, if there's a guy that deserves Ring of Honor one day, Duke Tobin should be high on that list. Oh, because, yeah. I mean, to be not a general manager, but for all intents and purposes, he is. He is Duke is it's just general not a manager. He has the, I think he, get, he, he has the power. It's just not his title. Right. Yeah, and he's been a great general manager. Oh my God! Building this team with the, as much responsibilities as he has, you know, well, a free agency draft, just building during the season contracts. Well, he's a little part of all of it, and he does right. a great job. Well, the Titans, I think, a couple of teams over the years tried to get him to be their general manager, and he turned it down. And that just shows you how how much authority he does have in there. Because my take is, okay, you get offered general manager roles like other places, and you turn them down, and right. you're still. And here they must be doing something right, treating him well, you know. Yeah, and he he knows that title will eventually be his. Um, yeah, you know. Yeah, if, I think if it was that big of a deal to him, they would do it. It's probably right. just not that big a deal to him. So right. Yep. Hundred percent. So yeah, Uday, uh, everybody in the chat. Yeah, yeah. Bude, Jerome. I saw Jerome. Crip. Evan, Crip, Ken, Darth. I hear you, but I hear you, Crip. We 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 still like you, Joey. Yeah, and Joe, Joey's not playing because he's hurt, but he sounds like he'll be back soon, right? I totally agree. Yeah, I, dude, it, besides Joey Votto, I cannot name you one guy on the Reds roster. I used to follow the Reds for years. I'll be honest with you guys. Besides the Bengals going to the Super Bowl. Jonathan India. Yeah. One of the best days of my life is when we got Ken Griffey Jinger. I know we didn't. Hunter Green. Hunter Green's pitch. Ken Griffey I mean, I'm sure you guys all remember where, where you guys were when we got King Griffey Jr. I was in seventh grade. That was one of the best days of my life when we got Griffey. I know it didn't pan out, but that still was a fun time when we got him. I was going to say, it still panned out in the sense of how fun it was to to watch him play at yeah. Cincinnati Red and when he was hitting some of the home run milestones. I mean, you know, memories that you love to have. Exactly. Had a big donkey Adam oh, yeah. Dunn in there. Yeah, Adam Dunn. Yeah, like I said, I mean, obviously, number one moment. I loved those teams back then. For us, but Griffey, though, man, that was that was that was fun times to watch with him. For sure. Uh, so, so the one note I had about, uh, I'm sure everyone saw the T Higgins video package from '85 to five. I thought they did an awesome job with it. The way they they brought in all the Ocho Cinco quotes and you know dubbed them out to make it you know Cinco and Cover Five. I thought that was awesome. Do you guys think that? this has any boding well for how contract extensions negotiations are going or is this just selling merchandise for tomorrow now you're reading my mind because you know that's a big reason why i titled this one about contract extensions for this episode and i put t right on there Mm because he's at the top of that list because and i put on there to the Bengals today i was like 
you'd sell a lot more jerseys if you go ahead and announce that extension too. Yeah. But I know there's a lot of people that don't want to get that jersey. Hey, a lot oh. of people are still going to go get it. It looks good. A lot of people will still buy it. You announce that extension though, sales will skyrocket on that baby. I hope it is a is a precursor to it, but I mean, there's nothing to tell us that. But I, I sure hope it is. Yeah, no, you, you know, Joe, when you when you brought that up before the chat, I never thought of that. Uh, when you really think about it, you know, in one case, you think about it, he's like, well, look, if I'm leaving here, I'll just stick with 85 and I go somewhere else and I'll change to five. You know what? I've never really thought of that. Uh, yeah. That's very interesting. Yeah. He was on Pat McAfee saying, like, because Pat McAfee asked him, what was your take when Duke Tobin said, get your own receiver? He says, I'm really happy and I, I hope we can work out a deal. Now that's, granted, that's what a bunch of players say when they want sure. to stay here. Doesn't mean it's necessarily going to happen, but as of right now, to me, that's not a bad thing. I mean, that, that's a positive thing in a way of getting. Hey, Ke- Kevin's—he's got the faith that it's going to get done. He's getting the jersey no matter what. Love it. No, yeah. the one thing I want to get—I want to get the uh, all whiteout jersey. I want to get an all whiteout jersey number five. That—that's—I don't know if you can buy one or anything, but that's the one I would want to get one in. I'm sure you can eventually. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure you could get one customized, but right, like, not the white jersey, like you know, the all whiteout jersey that we had it from a couple of years ago that we came back with. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, with the Bengal B on it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I they definitely could have done less if contract negotiations weren't going well. They could have just put a graphic out there and say, hey, he's number five now. Cool. I mean, they, they did put a lot of they work into that. They made a big that. deal about it, yeah. Yeah, they, yeah. they made a very big deal about it, um, which tells me things aren't going bad. I'm not saying it's imminent, but that is uh, that's encouraging that I know things aren't going bad or they wouldn't have done that. And on top of that, you had Katie Blackburn at the owner's meeting was very emphatic about Joey B, T Higgins and Logan Wilson and keeping them long term where some other players we talked about, not as emphatic. So which you guys heard the audio today about Mixon, And when I listened to it, I was like, I'm not picking up anything different than what she said. I'm not pauses and stuff. It almost seemed like, Okay, I want to be really calculated. Plus, there was a kid carrying on in the background, it sounded yeah, like. I heard that. I don't know what was going on. But I, I didn't, know. you know, because I know a lot of people's like, oh, that sounds way worse. And and I'm not saying that that's how they interpret it, that they're wrong. But I didn't. When I listened to it, I was like, eh, I think she just literally doesn't want to say anything because it's yeah. one of those fluid situations that's up in the air and could go either way. So it's like, I'll look like an ass if I say, no, nah, he's our sure. guy. We're not going to get rid of him. And then two guys in the draft just pop up that are available in the third and fourth round back to back. And it's like, oh, you know, we could save a lot of money here and go with these guys. Right. And you cut them and you look like an a-hole. But yeah. she also didn't want to, you know, do the opposite and say, yeah, we're going to cut him. And then right. what if you get nobody in the draft? And then sure. it's like, okay, maybe we want to restructure or or maybe they're still just trying to restructure and you just don't even want to talk about that. That's how yeah. I took it, but right. uh, how did you guys? It sounds like Joe took it a little different. Go ahead, Greg. I'll let you go. You know, first, my, is, like they said, he's here when he's here. But I, my, my, my first take is if they were that committed to him, they would have immediately said, he's our running back. We have full faith in him. It just shows you they're still kind of on the fence. They, they don't even know what they're going to do with running back. It depends on how the draft goes. Uh, I've said this. I want Zeke Elliott. I'd rather draft a young running back to fill in for Mixon. That's what that's me personally. If Mixon's back on the team next year, I fully support that because I trust management. If Mixon's back, either way, but either way, despite that, he did. I'm sorry, he's not worth the 12 million. Nothing against Mixon or anything. I just don't think he's worth the 12 million. 
But if he's going to stay for a lesser deal, I'll, sure. I'm fine. With it. Yeah, I when I first read the comment by Katie, I read it as, well, she's just being noncommittal because she either either way, she doesn't know what's going to happen for sure. Yeah. Uh, Cause like you said, we still have the draft free agents, whatever uh, extensions. Uh, but when I did hear the audio, I, all of the really long pauses and ums, she was really struggling to either find the words or she had thoughts in her head that she was suppressing and being like, I don't want to say it that way. Or I don't want to say that because that could come across that way. She was being very, very careful. Oh, yeah. So it did sound worse um, hearing it than reading it. But yeah. I don't think it's like, oh, well, Mixon's definitely gone because of, you know, the tone of her voice or anything like that, because I don't think anybody knows for sure. But what it does tell me overall reading it or hearing it is I think if they were doing everything in their power to keep Joe Mixon, whether that be restructure, they would have said that. We yeah. want Joe Mixon on this team, and we are doing everything in our power to make that happen. Obviously, it's Agree a business, so we'll see what happens. They didn't say that. They said, he's our starting running back right now. I can, I'll read it. said, you're laying out all the arguments and thoughts you can certainly weigh. You never know where things can go. But right now, he's there. And we're going to plan like that until something different would happen for whatever reason. Like I said, I don't want to say anything's happening because that's not fair. But you point out some things that at some point you might have to look at maybe. So I don't want to say that can never happen, but I don't want to imply that's that that's happening. Those are all alternatives. <laughs> and there are several other players in theory you could say the same thing about. But like I said, I don't want to send any message one way or another because I don't think that would be fair. Right now, he's our starting guy. You've seen other teams have to make moves. Could we get to that point? Maybe. <laughs> but it would be down the road here, and we'd have to see if that's what makes sense or not. It's really like she worked really hard to say nothing, but right. it said it's like it seems like she said a lot by saying nothing. They yeah. certainly didn't double down in a commitment. Yeah, you've I, seen other teams have to make moves. Could yeah. we get to that point? Maybe that tells me we've seen other teams have to cut star running backs that are making a lot of money. Could we cut Joe Mixon? Yes, maybe. Yeah, my now, question- Chris. Go ahead, Greg. My question to you guys is, if you're Joe Mixon, do you take this as an insult right now? I mean, no. You're still on the hook for $13 million and nothing's happened. Now, we don't know what's going yeah. on behind the scenes because that's the stuff. Or are they asking him to restructure right now? Right. Right. Yeah, you, you are assume they saying, the conversation's hey, happening. Yeah. I don't think either way they're going to come out and make a call and be like, hey, we could cut you depending on the draft. Right. Why would you do that? There's no reason to say that. So. Right. Like the behind the scenes stuff is probably just more nothing. Right. Yeah. And, you know, he's probably trying to maybe read through some of this the same as we are when he hears her talk, you know, because they're not going to say one way or the other to him unless there's something imminent. And right now there's definitely nothing imminent. But Chris here is saying, you know, we heard about the March 31st to push it to the next year for the escrow money and things like that for Burr's extension. Do we think that could be what the hold up with T is also? Maybe. I think it's definitely with, with Burrow. I just don't know how close they are with T because, like Ken yeah. said, you know, freak, or Dar said, freaking Malagella. Yeah. It's still T's agent. So we don't we don't know. 
But I do know that that is what we've heard could be a thing for Burrow. And, I mean, tomorrow is the 31st, so especially you see an extension announced. Which how funny it would be April 1st. And everyone's going to be like, is that real? Is it not real? Right. It's April Fool's Day. Yeah, I I think it could be. But, you know, my, my impression is that the Joe Burrow deal is done and they're just waiting to announce it. T. Now, Higgins, yeah. I don't know. Logan, I don't know. I think they're probably close with both of them, but I don't think that's what's holding it up right now. Well, now, Joe, when, when people said they were at silence, both sides were silent, a lot of people started panicking. What do you think they meant? Remember that part? There was a part that said they were at, like, silence or something when they were both him and Well, I think, I think what they were trying to convey there was that they're silent in the aspect of nothing out publicly on how the negotiations are going. Oh, okay. Because some people, that's how I took it. Some people started freaking out over that. Oh my God, there's silence. This is not a good idea and all that yeah. stuff. They're, I think that was more silence. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't say we're at a stalemate. That would have been different. They said, you know, silence, I think more media, like what we're going right. to say because we're not going to talk about our current negotiations. When there's an announcement, You'll have the announcement. Right. Is what I take from it. Do you and guys kind of what they've said the whole time? So, when so there's Joe, something to announce, you'll right. know it because it'll be announced. So, Joe, when you're confident, when do you, if you had to guess, what do you think, Joe? Not that it matters, but do you think it'll be done before the season starts? Burrow or who? Yeah. Burrow. Burrow, I think it'll be any day now. I think it'll be before the draft. Okay. Dale. Uh, if we're putting a timetable in it, I don't know. I'll just say after the draft for no reason, just to be different I, than Joe. I, 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 have no, I have no idea. Because that's when extensions mainly get announced when they do extensions. for. That's players. true. AJ Green, Dunlap, Gino was yeah. on the same day that one year. Like, yeah. I, I'm just going to say training camp just because of that. I know fans are going to start freaking out to, and all that flipping out. But, you know, it is what it is. They Look, they, I, I like it when a lot of fans are thinking, we got to get this done now before Herbert this. Like, you don't think the Bengals know all this or anything? They, Herbert they... is not going to drive Joe Burrow's market. Right, right. They, I, I just like how some people think they know more than management. Management sees more than what we see and all that. I yeah. have full confidence. Every, now, T. Higgins, like I said, with Malgetta, that's a different story. My question to you is, do you, we think, can we get Logan Wilson signed before the season? Um, yeah, the, the main reason I think that it will get done before the draft is because it is – just such a huge thing to have locked in as right. far as long-term planning and for the cap, you know, coming up this year, it's like, that's one thing that you just want signed. Yes. But post free agency doesn't really make big difference if you're pretty much not going to bring in anybody else free agency. Well, so when I was, Plus you don't Good... know if you're going to bring anybody till after the draft. But when I was listening to Goodberry talk, he basically said that, if you factor in Joe Burrow's extension, T. Higgins' extension, Logan Wilson's extension, you are you have no cap space. Right. You know, and that includes, you know, your your draft class, undrafted free agents, and a little bit of wiggle room. Like you have no cap space anymore. So I just think having some of those extensions done earlier is gonna be able to say, like, hey, can we bring in this free agent? Do we need to cut Joe Mixon? What can we do? And just having that in rather than having that, you know, go into training camp, I just think they're going to get done sooner. Yeah. Yeah. And I want to go through each one of these people here in a minute that are on one-year deals. 
which I know, Joe, you don't have too much. You probably, I know you got to get going. But uh, yeah, this this could be a cutoff date too, because you have to pick it up by a certain point. But I feel like is that like beginning of the season, early in the season that when the fifth year option deadline is? That I don't know. I feel like it's really close to like season time. So I think it may even work. You could go as late as like what Greg said when you're around training camp to still get a deal done. But I would think that would be a deadline for sure, Chris, because Miami picked up two is already, but. And some teams will because they're trying to go ahead and put factor that into their cap. They're not going to give Tua a big deal for sure, but they knew they wanted to keep him around for another year. So it made sense for them. It wouldn't make sense for us. We're trying to get the big deal done. Yeah. Yeah, he said early May, he thinks. Okay. Hey. Well, that's even sooner than I thought. So if that's the case and it is early May, then, yeah, I mean, we could get an announcement anytime. It could just literally, like Joe said, be waiting for that 31st and – First, second. I mean, Crip said April second, so I believe Crip. It's uh, we decided that that's Zach Taylor's burner account. Yeah, well, Crip keeper. It is. What's I know it is. April. Makes too much sense. Never he seen his face. All the shows. He watches don't even. He don't, what does he even? When does he work with the Bengals? When does he coach? Hey, that's what I want to know. Crip, are you Zach Taylor? <laughs> but no, they're speaking of April. No wonder they're so successful. He's been watching our show. Exactly. We're, we're kind of talking April here. A funny story when I woke up that morning in our group chat, like when I saw we got Irv Smith, I'm like, oh, this is April Fool's. I'm not buying for this crap. And I look at my phone, wait a minute, March 28th. This is real and all that. It's not April Fool's. I don't even know what damn week it is, let alone yeah. day. Not a bad uh, thing. I don't know the month. What month is it? Um, I, I was hearing some people talk about Logan Wilson, like, oh, he's definitely going to get extended, or they think there's a good chance he's going to get extended because. Uh, the linebacker market is soft. You know, we saw that with. I think that could work against us. Exactly. That That is, that's exactly where I was going, Dale. It's just like, yeah, but Logan Wilson, his agents see that too. And they're like, uh, is this a good time for us to be signing our big deal? Or should we roll the dice and see if the market, you know, gets a little bit hotter next off season. And, you know, we test free agency or whatever it may be. I feel like, sorry, Joe, I didn't mean to cut you. No, that was it. But I feel like uh, uh, Pratt's got better almost every year to where he had his best season last year, whereas I feel like Wilson's just been damn good from yeah. from the jump. That consistency should, should, in my opinion, probably be the difference in him making more than Pratt. So the fact that Pratt got a lot less than we expected also, where is he going to fall in that range between what the Ravens gave Roquan Smith and what we were able to assign Pratt right. for that makes both sides happy? That's yeah. I think that's going to be tough to figure out. Yeah, that will be. That's a big gap right there. Yeah, for sure. And it's and and the other argument against it getting done is, well, how much money do they want locked up long term in the linebacker position? Y'all hear that? No. I know somebody was cutting trees across the road, but no, Dale. Dale that sounds like the fucking Dale. Dale, giant my- vibrator of some kind coming from the heavens. Dead Dale, it's probably is this is this it? This is my chair making squeaky sounds. No, no, Greg, it's it's outside. I just didn't know if you guys could hear it because really loud. I was like, is it my bike again? What did I do? No, 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 no. There's nothing on here. Oh god. So fucking loud. Anyways. Anyway. Anyway. Joe, you got a few more minutes because I was gonna go start going through all these guys, or you need to get going. Uh, I got like four or five minutes. Okay, so 
We think Wilson's going to be difficult. Burrow, we think it's going to get done. It's just a matter of time. Now, the Higgins one is the toughest one. So I'll just say, do you guys think he gets extended before the start of the regular season this year? Oh, you first. It's, I'm like, <laughs> I know, I'm like 60 40 that, that they will. Um, but it's really, really close. Um, I think it will get done. I think they've shown the commitment to him. I think he loves the team and they love him. Like, you know, there, there's no, there's no disagreements. There's no, we don't have the quarterback. There's no, you know, tension or culture problems with the coach or front office. Like everything's good on both sides. That's why I think at the end of the day, they'll get it done. Um, yeah. We all know the reputation of this agent, but I don't know. No, nothing other than gut feeling and, and that everybody's happy. And that that's why I think it'll get done. I think he's an important part of their long-term plans. Go ahead, Greg. Before the season, that might be a bit of a stretch, but I'll say this. Here's, I want to say the difference between him and Bates, the Malgettis clients. Bates, we were all like, okay, Bates should be maybe top 15, top 10. There is no, no offense towards Bates. Great team leader. I believe me. I miss him. I wish we could have gotten him back, but for, not what he's making right now. I think we can all agree. He wanted to be like a top three paid safety. Like he is no, no offense to Bates. He's nowhere out there near Derwin James. T Higgins. We know he's a damn good receiver. We know T Higgins is a top 10 receiver. This is why I think it's a little different and all that. We're fully committed with T now still, it's going to be a big contract, but if you had to ask me, maybe this is me. I, some, a lot of people t- tell me that I, I live in a fantasy and all that. I get, I, I don't come back to the real do, world. Greg. What's that? You do. I know. Savage we land. love you for it. All right. Savage but, land. You know what? I'm just going to go a bit higher than Joe. Uh, you know, I'll go 70%, but that 30% could easily kick in and all that, you know? Well, I'm not putting a percentage on it. I was just saying yes or no. So you guys are kind of copping out on me there. Fine. Fine. Yes. On yes. It. Yes. Yes. Um, I'm going to go head versus heart. Heart, I want it to get done because I don't want it to drag into another year where it could get messy with Malagetta and everything else. Yeah. So I really, 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 really want it to get done, and I've been saying that. But I'm going to say it doesn't, and I'm going to say mainly it's because of that agent, and he's going to be like, well, look at this, look at this cunt, look at this cunt, yeah. you know, and just some BS that. What the? I heard that. I heard That's that. what I'm saying. I'm like. They were country, but it literally sounds like y'all saw like my garage cutting shit. Like, it sounds what like the hell. I heard something. I'm walk outside and like I heard it again. No, that's what I'm saying. It's like super loud. <laughs> okay. But, uh, yeah. So I do. <laughs> anyways, yeah. I'm gonna have to step out actually here in a second. Well, I gotta, I gotta drop, guys. If you're gonna leave Greg all I, alone. You're leaving all alone. You this. just you just talk talking savagely into yourself. You don't you don't have one minute, so I can at least look out. Go go ahead go ahead. Because I got to see what the hell. Real quick. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so the only yeah the only other thing I would say is like, if we don't extend him this off season, it's not the end of the world. Mm-hmm. He's got one more year left on his deal. Right. We'll try to do it again this next off season, and even then we do have the option of a franchise tag. So yeah. at the very least, you know, we got three years. All right. It is at least across the road. Now they're putting the, the trees into like the wood chipper thing. So that's what. 
Okay, I'm like, I'm like, damn, what the hell are you talking? About? There's a whole creek in between. Right. It's, okay. it's not that loud on our, our end, so bad. yeah. It's just a matter of you got to block it out because I could block it out. Yeah. Was well, like the whole garage fella kept shaking a minute ago. I'm like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> Tripping right. out. I got to get going, right, guys. Buddy. See you. Love you guys. The show started. Love yeah, you, buddy. No Bye. All right. So we talked Higgins. Now, the rest of these are going to be guys going into their last year of their deal or something. It depends how much time we want to go. Some right. of these that are on one-year deals in general. First up, a guy that we think is very important to this team, DJ Reader. So he's going into the last year of his deal, which sucks because I, I want him here at least for another couple years. Damn. But I just don't know. You start to run out of Burrow extensions, Higgins, Wilson, Chase coming up. Some guys are going to get squeezed out. You, you, know, you know what, Dale? I'm right around the natty. Uh, back in December, we had Nicole Zembert on the show, and I asked her, besides Burrow, who is the most important player for the team moving forward? And and I agree with this, too. It was DJ Reader. That is that – is He the, has been. He's been that important on the defense. Yeah. And you know what? So, DJ Reader – that's your leader on your defense. That is a for sure guy. I, I, but I hear what you're saying, man. I mean, all this money's going to be loading up. You got to, you got to cut the, the fat's got to be cut somewhere, right? You got to trim some all that. And unfortunately, but I mean, that's another thing. And if it, I mean, can you imagine if I had to come down between DJ Reader and Logan Wilson? This exactly. Is what, the, the, and it very well could. Like, you know what? If I had to pick, that's tough because DJ Reader's getting near his 30s. Well, that's what I was going to tell you. So July 1st, he'll turn 29, which means after he plays this season, he'll turn 30 before yeah. the next season comes around. We've and we just saw what happened this year. Yeah. And we've shied away from paying guys in their 30s. If you notice, when Zach Taylor and them came, because remember the last time when Marvin was here, we gave Gino and Dunlap both extensions when they were getting in their 30s, and that, that did not pan out well at all for either of them. They're like, we're not going down this route. we got to go get younger and all that. Find these younger 25-year-olds out there and pay them. So, but DJ Reader, is that an exception? That's Dale, I didn't think about that. Now you got me upset now. No, I hey, listen, listen, here's the thing. Okay. okay. I would rather have this conversation now in this offseason <laughs> because when the season starts, there were so many times people were talking about losing this guy or losing that guy. And I said, I don't want to talk about it because I'm focused on the season. Right, exactly. So if there's a time to talk about this, it's now and it's at the end of the year yeah. next year. So I want to bring it up now just so we can touch on it. Oh, no, no. Dale, but I, it does. No, it makes me feel the same way, Greg. No, so trust yeah. me. When the Bengals are going to the playoffs, make a super run, I had a buddy of mine randomly call me. Hey, he's like, hey, Greg, what do you think the Bengals should do in the draft for offensive line? And I'm like, hey, get the hell out of here. We're in the playoffs right now. You know, I keep up with the draft year round, so I could answer these things. And right. I was like, I'm not talking about it until no, we no, no, no longer play. I was talking with you that one day. Then all of a sudden, you're like, oh, you want info? You get out your big thing. I'm like, oh, my God, Dale's been doing it. I already did all of his homework and all that. So Yeah, but it's like I'm not going to go on a show. And, I don't want to go on a show and talk. I want to talk about the game, the exactly. season. Talk about now and all that. It's but like yeah. it's bad juju for me to go on no, and but, talk about. But, but, Dale, in all seriousness, I, I gosh, man, that's going to be a tough But decision. the offseason is the time to talk about the offseason, even if it next Think, and it makes you thankful. It should make you thankful to be like, no matter what happens, I get to watch these guys this year. No right. matter what, these guys are on the roster for this year, so enjoy it this season. Yeah, and you know no what, Dale, you're a big fan of Mozzie Smith. I'm not trying to get in the draft here. You're a big fan of Mozzie Smith. I'm like, well, he's a nose tackle. We got Reader. Maybe if he's the best player, maybe 
that could be a replacement for you don't want to say nobody wants to say it or anything i remember we drafted whitworth i'm like no we got eric steinbach don't do this eric steinbach left we got and it was we got whitworth same deal with dax hill last year like we got a lot of people in the chat saying they think that reader stays and i hope he does i hope you're right but i'm just saying and then kevin we'll get to tyler here in a minute i got him written down too um but Greg, if you just had to say, do they get an extension or not for Reader beyond this season? Just a, it can be a gut feeling, whatever. Oh, I mean, you, you originally said yes, so. But the whole thirty, but see, they value him as the Joe Burrow that defense. They normally don't. Just for him, I'll make an exception. It's a barely yes. I, I'm gonna say no. I don't want to say that, and I don't want to. But it, the money would have to be very favorable, I think, to the Bengals. Right. And I and for DJ and for DJ, he deserves one more big contract. No, he, everybody's like, "Oh, Hayden Hurst said he loves it here." The Bengals finally give him a chance. Guess what, Caroline? I don't blame. I mean, as much as I love that Hayden Hurst, especially back now when they paid him eight million a year for three years, I don't blame him. He that's that's the great unknown right now. Fiji is what is DJ's market price? I don't know that. Um, we won't know that till next year. And if, but if he has another good season, I mean, Hargrave was 29. Yeah. And I know they're totally different players. Hargrave's pass rusher, right. DJ's uh, more of a run stopper, but he can rush the pass too. Yeah. I just, I just think those guys are so valuable. We know how much DJ Reader changed our team and our run defense and our whole defense. So that's that on the open market. I could see Reader getting. But damn. 10, 12 million a year for a couple years, 224. I don't know if the Bengals would go that high. But Dale, remember when Reader got hurt? We noticed a big difference. I, I, I know, Greg. Losing games. We were losing. That's when we were losing a couple games here and there. When he came back, would you tell me if it was a coincidence? Derrick Henry, Nick Chubb, those two games in a row when Reader came back, we held them to less, like, like barely both together over 50 yards rushing. Greg, I agree. Coincidence. I, I mean, I agree. These are these are the tough decisions that that front office is going yeah. to have to make. And this is what I – it's like, I'm glad I'm not in there with those right. discussions. But, 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 Lo, but when Logan Wilson got that cheap deal, my original thought was, wow, we can probably get Logan Wilson cheaper. Like you said, Wilson – Pratt got it, yeah. Consistent and all that. But like yeah. you said, with the, who, with Edmonds, along with uh, uh, Roquan Smith, Edmonds got that huge deal in Chicago. Huge money. But, but then we when I saw we got Pratt back, I'm like, Pratt got this much? He was like yeah. the highest rated – he got what seven? He got three for twenty-one. Seven yeah. million. Roquan got like twenty million. Yeah. So I'm, if Logan, I'm just saying, trying to fit Logan somewhere in there yeah. could be a problem because it's such a big gap. But but let me. Isn't this a better linebacker combo than Spikes and Simmons? Because I'm going to say yes immediately. Uh yeah. I mean, I just think I think yeah. I would say yeah. I mean, I like Spikes and Simmons. Yeah, I was going to say they're really good. But- yeah, yeah man, that's got to be tough, Jolly, living in, in the KC area, being oh, a Bengals fan. Good gosh. But, yeah, I just I, – I, I'd love to see DJ come back. That's just one I, – I could see where he's going to be 30 coming on that next contract. But, I know. hey, if they, if they could sign a two-year extension, do it. Do just, it. He's a leader. You know, yeah. come to good terms. Now, here's another one that I think everyone's more prepared for him to leave. But I don't know. I I love him, Awuzie. Awuzie. I mean, I, Dale. It's just we as I keep, I'm going to keep bringing this up all the time. I just remember 
my brother-in-law and his brother, and well, one's a Colts fan, one's a Bengals fan. They're saying, oh, the Bengals are stupid for not signing William Jackson. And we signed a Wuzie Hilton and Apple. Dude, a Wuzie man, that was maybe the one of the best bargain pieces we've signed of all time. And Awuzie is 27. He's getting ready to turn 28 in May. He's going to get paid. He's going to get paid. So he's still got probably another good payday, and I don't – will that come from us? I, and I think this draft will tell us more on that one, right? If they do, like some people say, go with like a first-round corner and you got CTB, then to me that's like last year when they took Dax with Jesse. It's literally telling you. That, that's that, a, I, yeah, I, that Awuzie's last year here, if we take a, a corner, even in the second round. If we take him as high as the second round, I think that means he's gone. Because Hilton's still got two years on his deal as a slot corner, and CTB is on his rookie contract for for three seasons currently. So, no, that's another. I mean, (sighs) fans out there, you want Boyd and you want Chase and Hickett signed. That's cool, but these are some of the guys that. You know, when yeah. I when I bought season tickets, I said to myself, I got to make sacrifices. I got to cut back on buying other stuff because I'm a season ticket holder now. Porn. You cut back on porn. Yeah. You didn't cut back on porn. Next question. <laughs> but, okay. Now, if it was between Reader and Awuzier, I think I would go Reader at that point. Yeah, because Awuzier is going to be way too – corners can, make, is, can be way too expensive. I would still – just look, reader man, like I, I know keep, he's that leader of that defense, man. I may you, even go reader over Wilson, even though he's going to be 30. I would go, you know, now that I say, I would go reader. That is your leader on your defense. Now, obviously, we want to, we would love to keep all these guys, but we're no, no, no. Let me ask you this Wilson or Wuzier? Once again, I think it's the money difference, right? If you can get Wilson for. Yeah, Wilson, you get nine a million a year, and a Wuzier gets eighteen right. or something. That's an apples. That's an apples to oranges comparison, right there, in a way. Yeah. So, and then the one that's also going to be tough for people, and and I don't. I'm curious to see what his contract will be. So Tyler Boyd, it's been great here, great slot receiver, but we got two other receivers. You can't really necessarily pay a third. But what's he going to get on the open market? Um, that's a great Dale. That is the probably the biggest mystery of all. I mean, how old is he gonna be after this year? All right, let me look that one up. I, I should have been ahead of the game there, Greg. You, you caught me with my pants down. As did I always- you at least did you at least like the view? <laughs> when people always say a statement, it's kind of a weird statement, right? I know, yeah. Yeah, you know, I'm used to it. Oh, you caught me with my pants like literally or figuratively? Yeah, I don't know. Especially when it was like Bill Clinton's president. It's like, oh, I was painting. It's like, no, I should have literal. Yeah. He was getting sucked off in the White House. Yeah. That happened. Oh, now I ain't going to get no service, Greg. You put me on the spot. Uh, no, I think he's going to be like, what, 28 or 29? That, that If I had to guess off the top of my head, 28 or 29 coming into look this at, season. Look how much Tyler, look how old how Tyler Boyd is. That's Oh, he's 28. Ken said he's 28. Okay. Thanks, Ken. Just Thanks. now starting to pull up. Yeah, I'm no. blaming these people that are cutting stuff over here. Yeah. Messing with my Wi-Fi. Yeah, but like, so Dale, that's going to be a mystery. Unfortunately, these two teams these days are so wide receiver hungry. I yeah, can- but if you looked at, I know Boyd, like Boyd on this market. I don't know where, like, no one really got paid. Cra- like, I know Juju did, but these are guys that are 25 and 26. Yeah, if after what? this year, you're right. He, is he, I wonder if he's getting ready to turn 29. Then he's getting ready to turn 30. A receiver turning 30, that's a slot receiver, doesn't usually get, like, crazy amount of money. Well, Maybe he would come back on another 
one-year deal. Let's say the oh God, I hate to even say if the Bengals lost the heartbreaker in the Super Bowl again. God, I don't even I just stopped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if that happened, Boyd didn't, wouldn't want to come back for one year four million or something to just be like, damn it, we gotta finish this. Oh, I mean, I remember we drafted Tyler Boyd. I, mean, I remember I, the who were those three receivers? We were gonna take a receiver, it's gonna be Will Fuller, Corey Coleman, and not Treadwell, even though he got picked before us, but uh yeah, all those receivers Dotson, Dotson. Dotson, Dotson. Dotson. The second round, I wanted Michael Thomas so badly. I would have yep. taken the first round and all that, and we didn't get yep. him. Boyd was the last one there, and we got him. He and was the last of that top tier group of receivers, too. I was like, if they don't get Boyd, they're screwed after everybody was off the, the board. And they did get Boyd, so I was like, hell right. yeah. Right. You went and totally redeemed yourself. Exactly. The knock on Boyd, though, Dale, is his speed sometimes. He is a great security blanket. He will make those big catches. Look. If there's one thing I hate doing, just comparing Madden to real life, but I could easily throw a slam pass to Boyd and he'd have an open lane, but Boyd would never have the breakaway speed like Tyreek Hill would or something to score a touchdown. I'm, but like I say, if we I, if we find that Michigan State receiver or whatever, if we get in the third or fourth round, I would – if that's another, that's, that's another one. This You know, we have this conversation now, and then we can revisit again after the draft and see what changes. Yeah, and it, but the draft will tell us a lot. It will. It'll tell start to tell because if they have a guy that, like you said, like a Jaden Reed or somebody that can punt return and be right. a future slot guy, then that'll but, be like, oh, okay, I, yeah, probably I, not. I do think we need to get. I know Chase has speed, but I do think we need to get faster at the receiver position. But at the same time, it depends on what Boyd's willing to come back for. But it, it just takes that one team to offer that money, just like that. Now this one should be an easy one. But Jonah Williams, because he's in his fifth-year option, but it's the last year of his deal. Now, let's say he stays and he plays right tackle and he plays it fairly well. I think then he gets paid and we still, you know, we just cut we it. Stuff, let him go. You know, I was uh, messaging Parker Blake. He thinks he can actually exceed well right tackle. But the mm-hmm. point of your question, if he does stay here and play, I still think he's gone no matter what. Mm-hmm. But I just want to say to him, look, I mean, I don't want to get too into detail Jonah, but I like, like I say, he was shocked. Frank Pollock didn't know. None of the coaches didn't even know until like the last second. He was all shocked and all that. But, you know, I, I hear a lot of people say, oh, that's not right. They don't inform the player. I'm like, it happens at a bunch of other jobs where they don't tell you to the last second, you know, we have to let you go or something. That's, that's what a business yeah, is. Yeah, unfortunately, you usually don't get a warning when you're about to be fired. No, you don't. I mean, I mean, don't get it wrong. Does it suck? Sure, it would suck. But that happens at a bunch of other places and all that. You know, that, that that's just how it is. Is but if I'm Jonah, I'm, I could totally understand why Jonah's upset. He, I'm sure he's very heartbroken by it right now. But the fact of the matter is, for Dale, for me being a blue-collar guy, and $12 million a year, sorry that I'm not patting you on the back right now and all that and stuff, man. I mean, gosh dang it, man. You're still getting paid good money. I know that's naive of me to say and all that. But, dude, just play right tackle. Like, like I say, give yourself time to calm down. Yeah, that. I'm always for like the players getting their money and this and that, but this is a little different, right? This is right. this isn't like, hey, you're on the open market well, or or, well, or you know, the Bengals are lowballing you. It's like they they believed in you and they picked up your fifth year option. They just right. got presented with an opportunity with Orlando Brown that they thought, okay, we can make left tackle better and right tackle better by moving you to right tackle and getting the Orlando Brown, who's been in four straight Pro Bowls. You haven't, sir. I'm sorry. Right, exactly. And, and like, and there's a report out there that other teams don't even view him as a tackle. Correct. I mean, at Alabama, I, I learned that he refused to play. I remember Dave Lapham saying on his show, 
if he if he played center, he could maybe be the best center in the league. I still think he could be a top guard. My dream scenario is if we got Dewan Jones and, and, and Jonas wanted to move to left guard, that offensive line could be solidified easily right there. This made me chuckle, so I wanted to share it, uh, Jolly here, but – well, hold on, Orlando Brown. We need to talk with Jonah first before you sign on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Well, hold on. We might not want you. No. I got to make sure Jonah's feelings won't be hurt first. Okay. That's all. That's not that close. That would be like saying to Andy Dalton, hey, Andy, is it? A, we're going to talk with you first to make sure you're okay. It may, may make sure it's okay with you that Joe Burrow's like, no, it doesn't work that way. No. And and I've not been a uh, Jonah's trash. I know he had high oh, sack numbers, no. but he's been an average. He's been an a- average. There's average. There's good. There's great. Right. There's elite. There's a lot of categories. He's average. Yeah, yeah. Let's be honest. Let's truly be honest with ourselves. Before we even knew Orlando Brown was going to come in, were we all honestly deep down inside really okay with Jonah being left tackle going to the Because we were worried about right tackle. I was. As long I... as we improved right tackle. Yeah, I was still and, really- and I wanted to improve right tackle in free agency, and then like an Anton Harrison who can play left or right, or if a Broderick Jones falls, you've got your left tackle of the future in this draft. Yeah. And if needed, they beat Jonah out, they beat him out, you know? Yeah. Well, not to quote a certain person, because I know you're going to get mad at me too, but he threw out something out there from weeks 11 to 18. He had a great pass blocking grade and all that and stuff, and so – but um, but I'm, I'm just, not gonna get mad at you, Greg. I just said you bring it up and it's fun. Okay. No, I remember Santori mad. I love Santori. No, remember, remember what Santori said. How would you like to have a left tackle? This left tackle from 11, weeks 11 to 18 that didn't allow yes. had a great pass blocking grade. I'm like, yeah, who is that? He's like, it's Jonas. So, and like I said, he was dealing with knee injuries. Unfortunately, you can't control injuries. We all know he's got a great work ethic. We got him, man. I thought that was, I didn't think he was going to be there when we were picking that year. So I was. See, I'm not a big filet mignon person. So can we just change it to like a general ass fucking T bone ribeye steak? Thank you, pork chop. But yeah, that's what you're saying. It's a grilled cheese, right? Jenna Williams, grilled cheese. That's it. And like I say, that is, that is not a bad thing sometimes and all that. If you surround, but I mean, when you, when I got a porterhouse steak coming in here and all that, man, give me the porterhouse steak. Bye bye. Hey, grilled cheese. Bye bye. Real cheese, I'll have you tomorrow. And yeah, if you ain't okay, tomorrow, with, that, if you ain't okay with that, I'll eat something else tomorrow. You're out yeah, of here, exactly. grilled cheese. Porterhouse steak. I'll trade Sorry. you grilled cheese. Like I say, grilled cheese, much love towards you and all that and stuff, man. But I'm sorry. When I got a, when I got a big porter, when I got a humongous porterhouse steak, I'm going to go work. I'm going with the porterhouse steak. This is the greatest. This is the greatest statement of all time. Nothing personal, grilled cheese. I still love you. <laughs> man, I gotta come. I gotta talk. Yeah, to, I gotta talk to Cincy Church. Get this grilled cheese sandwich uh, made. I mean, th- this is got. This needs to be made into a shirt. Am I right? You gotta do something with it. I gotta I still do, love you, grilled cheese. You just grilled cheese. Yeah, you just grilled man. I mean, this day, it literally occurred when I was taking a walk one. I remember when I first like met you and Bourbon. And I brought up that statement. You guys were like, man, that makes a lot of like. You guys, I didn't think it was gonna be like this. Now that it still keep going, so. I'm happy with that. All right, got another name for you. This one, this one could depend on Wilson too. Davis Gaither. You know, the funny thing is, I was hearing when he was the one they had a lot of hypes, hopes for him. Pratt leaves. That was supposed to fill in for Pratt. And I let me tell you something. In the draft that year, we got Burrow and Higgins. Obviously, besides those two, I was more excited we got a King Davis Gaither than Logan Wilson. Because Davis, Davis Gaither coming out of Appalachian State. This is like 
He was like the totally opposite of what Ray Maluga was. This guy could run both sides of the field. This guy could blitz. This guy, he's been, he was like, he was been really compared to Isaiah Simmons coming out of Clemson, who was a top 10 pick. They literally were saying he's literally just like Isaiah Simmons like, that you can get in the fourth round. I was jumping for sure when we got him. I like the pick too. I was very high on him, but I, I was good with Logan Wilson because Daniel Jeremiah, right after Logan was drafted, said, this could be end up being the still of the draft here in the third. And he said, he reminds me of Luke Keekley. And hey. I like, that is what Daniel Jeremiah said. I will never forget that because yeah. I was like, oh, well, yeah, I'm good. No, no. I, I liked Logan Wilson too. I was a huge Logan Wilson fan. He was on my high list too and all that. I, was- I mean, I had him as just, you know, another mid-round guy, you know, I'm like, but when Daniel Jeremiah says something like that, it's like, okay, there's a reason Daniel Jeremiah is Daniel Jeremiah and I'm just a dude who does this shit for fun. No, exactly. No, <laughs> you know? No, like I say, but Davis Gator, though, man, I remember when we were playing Lamar that year, when we we stopped the Ravens at Baltimore, they would play, they played a King, King Davis Gaither. They would have people at the line of scrimmage that people playing deep zone, but they would have Davis Gaither with all that speed guarding the midfield if Lamar ever got it out of the pocket. And that yeah. he's great as a spy, yeah, for, yeah. for Lamar and too. He did so well. So King Davis Gaither came in. I would, I'm not gonna pay it's just so funny. Remember years ago, Har- sorry, sorry, Hardy Nickerson. Who was that other guy? Uh, uh, Hardy Nickerson. It was uh, all those. We had like the worst linebacking. Oh, we just kept. Well, oh, that. But then we also just kept trying to fill the middle linebacker role with one-year deals there for a while, not too far long ago also. We just bring in like one-year middle linebacker deal, one-year middle linebacker deal, and it just never was working out. Um, So Davis Gaither, just to give like a – I think this one is too hard to give a yes or no. I think Mm -hmm. it depends on Wilson. Just yeah, like because no, in a way he already got passed over, he would have got more run if Pratt would have left. But right. we're glad Pratt's back. But Davis Gaither also being a good teammate was one of the first people that was like, "Congratulations to Pratt," even though that probably meant little less opportunities for him this coming season. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I think it will depend. Like if Wilson stays and and uh, Pratt's already here, I could see Davis Gaither tr- going somewhere else if he's promised a bigger role. Right, exactly, exactly. Ah, dang it. Eagles just signed Cadavia Street. Ah, dang it. I was hoping to get him for a deal. I, I really wanted him. We were talking about him a day or two ago. The Eagles got him. Not surprised if they lost, how they lost their whole, almost their whole defensive line. So they probably panicked to gave him money. I saw well, they did. That's they didn't. They brought back, they lost Hargrave, but they, they still have the rest of their guys. They brought back pretty much everybody else. And now, like, but that should tell you the Eagles who have a dominant line wanted this guy too. So, yeah, that probably says a lot right there. He's probably thinking, but yeah, like I said, though, King Davis Gator, though, I, I'm a big fan. Don't get me wrong, I was, a, I was, I was happy as hell we got Logan Wilson, man. I was, I was so happy we got him too, but I was just a bigger fan of the King Davis Gator. That's all. Are you kind of with me though that it'll depend on opportunity? Yeah. If he's, you know, after this season, if he's still here. Right. Yeah. Well, next one. Now we're starting to get into like the lower levels, so we ain't gonna spend a lot of time on this. But Trenton Irwin depends on what happens in the draft and this season and this season. But Trent you- Taylor, Trent Taylor, I'll move on quickly with these. I think that'll be draft. I, every year I keep writing this man off, and every year he's on this roster. I no, thought, it, not you know, you, you know, so I shouldn't write him off. 
Dale, you know who he reminds me of? Brandon Tate. Every year, I could not stand Brandon Tate. I'm like, if Brandon Tate makes the roster one more time, for like five years in a row, Brandon Tate barely made the roster. Am I right? Yeah. Trent seems to have a little more shorter hands than Brandon Tate, but I can't, he just doesn't – he's not going to – he no. doesn't have that. I would love to – I don't know. I guess we got spoiled when we had Pac-Man return punts half the time. Right. Oh, gosh, he was electric. Oh, dude, Pat, but you know what? I'm going to go back to Irwin quickly. Tell you what, he did step up, but he's just not that guy that I could see taking over Boyd. I'm sorry. It's just I could see. Okay, let's just say he has another solid year, and then he's a free agent on the market. Yeah. I see Bill Belichick being like, this is going to get me back to winning. I need a Trenton Irwin and yeah. signing him for a decent deal. Right. So I, I think no matter what, I mean uh, – if he has a bad season, but I hope he balls out and gets a good oh, yeah. pay. I just don't think it would be here if that's what happens. Right, right. And then Taylor, I'm not going to rule him out because he's always back, so just skip through that one. Michael Thomas is already like 43 years old, so I'm going to say he's not back, but once again, can't count him out. Just keeps coming back on one-year deals. And he's good, good veteran, good yeah. leader. Whatever, you know, you know how that goes. Aussie, Aussie, once again. Oi, oi, oi. I think that depends on the draft. Right? How many guys did we draft? How does Irv Smith play? I got a so I got a question for you. What? Yes or no? Do we double dip at tight end in the draft? Just flat out, yes or no? No maybe's, no eighty percent, seventy sixty, just flat out. It, it's a it's a tough question because you don't know when they're going to take one, and then you don't know like when they take their first one. Because the my first question, one's wait. Michael Mayer in the first round, and you got Irv Smith, but still. It might be the best player available in another round. See, here's the thing. You know, I remember Cincy James tweeted. But you only have seven picks. So when you double dip. The thing with Irv Smith is, can he stay healthy? That's just the thing right there. We just don't know, man. I mean. But it depends how much they like Aussie Aussie. Oi, oi, oi. For. With you, man. Do you know what I mean? Because a lot of times they'll keep three tight ends, but, plus they got the two practice squad guys already. Now, let me ask you this. Is another tight end on your list you're about to talk about? Wilcox? Irv Smith. Okay, all right. All right. Irv okay. Smith isn't on the team, though, like for when you're – Right. I still but, think they could bring – that's the thing. If they bring Wilcox back, no, they're not going to double dip. No. But, I, but could they wait until the draft before bringing Wilcox back? Yes, because if they – if the value's there, could they double dip? Yes. It's a you good know, tight end class. But I, I, You know, in a way, I think people just ignored Wilcox. When he filled in for Hayden Hurst, he did great. In that Tampa Bay game, he did great. Yeah. And I like Wilcox. I'm surprised, surprised he's still out there. But whatever. Whatever works, you know. Let's see how the draft I, goes. Now, Irv, Irv Smith, this is one. Like, some of these are guys we just – so Irv Smith, if he has a good season, you try to sign him because he's young. But if he has a great season, he's going to get paid like everybody else. And hopefully we have some guys ready to step in so it's not like this. Hopefully we do have a guy or two from the draft, Greg, where it's like, okay, we're not just completely bringing in one-year guy year after year. Mm-hmm. No. Let's have someone Burrow could get some chemistry with for two or three seasons. Even. So to answer your question, do I think Ossie has to come back? I'm going to say no. I don't think he does. For one reason or another, right? Yeah. But I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no on Irv Smith, too. Yeah, yeah. If it's Michael Mayer. Is he going to be injured and they don't bring him back, or he's going to have a really damn good season and get paid elsewhere? Yeah. And then, But if we draft Michael Mayer in the first round, he's not coming back. Yeah. 
Or see, I just think if we draft our first guy in like the third round, that's when I see a double dip. We take yeah. one in the third, boom, we take one right again in like the fourth. Right. You, you, kind of you know, like we did with Wilson and Davis Gaither. Right, exactly. You know, you know, you, you just don't know, man. Like, you know, one mock draft has Kalijah Kansi going to us, and I just I still don't believe he's gonna be there, but what the hell do I know, Dale? So nobody Yeah, knows. if he falls, I think everyone would be happy with that. That's why I'm like, eh, probably not gonna happen. I mean, and he he's had a phenomenal pro day. Like, yeah, well, no, so the I watched, man stock has just been going right all. I, I watched Malik Wright and them did a mock draft yesterday, and this to me, I just don't think this would ever happen. They had uh, Cancy uh, in the first round, Tucker Craft in the second round, who I think I still have, I still get scared. I, I think he should be there. The third round, the Syracuse offensive lineman, which I do not think Bergeron, yeah, no way, I don't think he's there in the third round. I could be wrong, but. If that happened, sign me up for that one, man. Yeah, sign me up for that draft as well. I love it. Yeah. That's what I mean. We That's that's why you do these. You do the mock drafts. Right. You do this stuff. Because you don't know, man. People, but, but, Every team has different board. Different. Yeah. Some people have somebody completely off their board for right. medicals and different things that we have no clue about, too. Right. And that changes no, a lot of things. No, I like to say, I love Dalton Kincaid. I talked to James about this all the time. I love Dalton Kincaid. But if it wasn't for his back injuries, I may almost consider him over mayor. But Tucker Craft. I look at him right behind Michael Mayer. That's just my personal opinion. I know a lot of people have him as the third, fourth best tight end. Praise, Greg. What? I love it. I said it's high praise. But no, Kraft is. If we got Tucker Kraft, that's another guy. Listen up, Bengals fans. We get Tucker Kraft. I will definitely run with my shirt off and all that. Also, (laughs) keep that in mind. And everybody's now rooting against getting Tucker Kraft. Oh, come on! You have now made. Hey, you have now made Tucker Kraft the most hated man. I, I'm standing my ground. You you guys know me how I stand my ground. Home Alone 2, Die Hard, you know, Zeke, Natty. I'll stand my ground. You all know me. So, Kraft Natty. Kraft Natty. All right, man. I know that Crip's here. He's ripping a heater right now. Yeah. He probably wants us to transition into – I've got some more names on here, but it's honestly, meh, whatever. Yeah. We went through the, the biggest names, Yeah. honestly. Um, And I know Crip loves these mock drafts, so – for Crip, I'm, I'm good, man. I think we're going to do a mock draft for Crip Keeper. Let's do this. Let's do it for Crip. Do the Crip, do the Crip Keeper. I don't, I don't know what I'm doing. Greg. I don't. That was a uh, momentary lapse of judgment. I'd like to apologize to absolutely no one. Right. All right. So we got the screen up there. Stop my cam for a minute because Crip talked me into uh, something. Let's do this. Maybe ripping the heater as well. Start this thing. See see who's available after we pick. No, I, I hate looking. At, I don't like to look till we've actually picked. Don't say the names or anything. They're getting picked. I know. <laughs> Come on now. You can take all the fun out of everything. Fancy's gone. I've seen that. Bijan's gone. Oh, even Avila went. That's been. Uh, oh, wow. That's been Parker Blake's guy. <laughs> Shit. Wow. No, don't consider this. Don't trade, help, out, but, don't help yeah. out Pittsburgh. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Hey, you oh, want Will Levis as our new quarterback? Yeah. Brian Branch, no, I'm not taking a safety. Michael, but keep Darnell Wright and Michael Mayer, the great debate, baby. Oh, man. Why? Michael Rear versus Darnell Wright again. Just scroll down a little bit. Antoine Harrison, I, I don't know why he should even be considered because we need a right tackle. We have our left tackle. I know poor chop. I mean, to me, it's between two. I don't. I could go and look at all the other positions, but is it really even? 
No, because we know Cancy's gone. Did, I, I guarantee you this. We took Darnell Washington. Porchop probably donated 100 bucks to the show. Hey, I do like money. Yeah. Because I don't make it near enough. Exactly. Me neither. So they, I don't know. Ringo, what's your take on Ringo? Is he worth the first round pick? I'm not a huge fan of him. Uh, I trust that if Lou got his hands on him, he could make him a pretty good player. Yeah. But I don't love him. I don't. There's Mozzie as the next best D tackle. Your buddy. And Mango, people are high on Forbes, man. He he's thin, but he's a playmaker. Six foot two, right? So, so tell which tell me about why he should be a first round pick. Okay. Uh I I just he's a playmaker and he's not afraid to tackle. Size wise, you know, he's gonna get tossed around a little just because he's small. The Juan right. Jones also still here, by the way. Yeah, Dale, as much as I don't want to talk about this, you know it's gonna come down to Darnell Wright, and Michael Mayer. So let's just look at the logics here. Darnell Wright. The thing that, that just kind of <laughs> poor Chuck said. <laughs> All right, let's do this. Darnell Washington. <laughs> I should have said a thousand or a million, Dale. Mm-hmm. I probably could have gotten a million. I really could have. But Dale, so I think about this. I know people are saying they're gonna be tight ends, but Dale, this just scares the hell out of me. You know how easy it is a runoff could be on tight ends, could easily be made. And then we're like what the hell now do we do, you know? Well, so. to me, it's almost it's almost better now to have this conversation than it has been because... Okay, so let's, do, let's take Darnell Wright. I just want to see what happens in the second well, round. I just said, now it'd be good to have this conversation, and you said, oh, hell with it. Let's just pick somebody. Damn, All right, fine. Let's, down. Keep, let's keep talking. Okay. All right. So the thing is, we did bring in Irv Smith. I do think he's capable of being your number one tight end for a season. Yes. I really do. Correct. So, Jonah, we still don't know it's like about him at right tackle. And if we take a Darnell right and he's plug and play at right tackle, that means we can trade Jonah and get more draft capital. And no, we but to but draft they, another position. But Dale, we're to not double dip to double dip at tight end later in the draft. But Dale, what if it's like for a fifth round pick? I'm not doing that. Okay, give me a third or fourth, and I take okay, two tight ends in this draft. Somebody will. Yeah, it, it, I'll, I'll give you an example. I, I tried to sell a Tony. Somebody Perez. that missed on their offensive tackle already in this first round of this draft. Yeah, yeah, Dale. But is DeJuan Jones? Did he get taken? Still on the board. I mean, offensive tackles. I, he's still on there. I personally like DeJuan Jones, but I think Darnell Wright would. I. I I'm trying to think this, man. I mean, the thing is, I don't want to have to take a tight end just because I have to. But Michael Mayer, though, in a lot of mock drafts, he's been taken like a 15 or 20. You could still take by need and have the best, be the best player available, you know? I know, but if Irv Smith's going to be like the man in year one, and I think he could, he wants he wants paid. As long as he's healthy, he's going to be very good oh, in this offense. Want to keep taking a bunch of one-year flyers on tight ends? Why don't you just have some faith in me here, Greg, that we're okay, going to pick. I, no, we are going to double down. Question. We are going to double down, sir, at tight end later in this draft. Okay, you like know what? We will. Let's take Let's take Darnell Wright. I will cave in. Yeah, let's take Darnell Wright. There we go. All right. All right, Darnell here we go. Wright. Let's do we this. We did it, boys. We got a right tackle for 10 years. We got a left tackle for at least three or four. Here we go. Locked in. Lock it in, baby. All right. 
Okay, how about you just go to the Bengals already? Not, not at you, the computer. Okay. No, just tell them, tell them to mess up. Tell them to screw off. No. Anton Johnson. Oh, no. And Bergeron's there, who I would have considered. Yeah. Let's see. There you go, Dale. There you go. It's all right, Greg. I like the depth of the tight end class. I'm not going right. to panic. Click on the tight ends right now. I like Joe Tittman as interior offensive line depth. I don't I'm care. Get, Click on I'm going to protect Joe Burrow at all costs. I'm going to draft all offensive linemen. Tucker Craft, don't think about it. I like Shoemaker, though. I do like Shoemaker. Just take Tucker Craft. Okay, okay. Let's look around. A lot We're of not looking. There's no looking. This is what you do, Dale. It's Does anybody want to come on and be rational for one of these mock drafts sometime? It's okay, Dale. Let's look. Julius Brents. I He's really good. like 6'3". You're high on him, yes. See, uh, running backs now. If somebody, I, I like a chain, but if, you know, Charbonnet's gone, Charbonnet would have been in the conversation. Oh, is he? Now, what about that Israel guy? Dude, he could be a second-round pick, pick now. Well, he's not on here. He's not close to that. So we can oh, still really? keep cheating the system. Dude, because I was going to say, he may have just worked himself in the second Yeah, round. he had a great pro day. I know well. and a lot of people were very high on him. So to, to me, it comes down to Tucker Craft and Julius Brents. Yeah. Okay. Let's think this logically. Second round corners we've had, we've done great with. I mean, you can never have enough corners. But don't we want a guys that can contribute immediately? Or I don't know. I do, Greg, in the first two rounds. I do because we have had let, like look at Cam Taylor Britt's second round pick, and he's done. He did a hell. I tell you what, Cam Taylor Britt, man. You know what? And if Irv does get hurt halfway through the season, you had half a season. You know, getting Tucker Craft up to speed. He, yeah. So, all right, let's be rational because you you were Dale. I remember even when Julius Brents was ranked as a low corner, you were so high on him. I so, was. I I was, but we we did bring in. Sidney Jones, and yeah, I'm high no. on him as a 26-year-old that gets in loose system that can yeah. be a good cover guy. And You know what, Dale? I still think we can get Eli Apple back. You know what the Bengals say to Apple? Go right ahead. Tell us to see your market. We'll be here waiting for you. That's a good question, man. Uh, Chris said, would you take him in a second? I think I'd go with Hidden Voices. I think thirds there. I just don't – I don't think I'd take a, a running back period in, like, the second round unless – Let's say Gibbs fell to the second round. Okay, right. sign me up. Charbonnet, I'd even have a, a tough time taking at the end of the second, but I wouldn't hate it. Right. But beyond that, those those like and Bijan, I think he goes sub. He definitely ain't making it to sixty. Right. No. So well, beyond Dale, those three, I think I'd rather wait till the third or fourth round for a no, running back. A lot of experts have been linking Charbonnet to us. They just keep saying Charbonnet fits the Bengals because he can do everything. So Charbonnet, Char, it's either Charbonnet. Well, he he is ba he is similar to Mixon. You'd just be getting a cheaper Mixon, honestly. Okay. He's That's not a big pass blocker. He's not a this and that, but. Right. Okay. Well, not okay. So so Dale, I think we can we agree it's down to still down to Kraft and, and Brent. So. Yeah, and and I just I get nervous. If, if if it wasn't for Sidney Jones signing, yeah. I would take Brent. But we right. did sign Sidney Jones. And right. and Irv Smith with the one year deal. I know Sidney Jones too, and Awuzie also. But we got Cam Taylor Britt, Hilton, let me ask Alan you, George, Jalen Davis. If Eli Apple signs before the draft, would you have? Would then would you take Tucker Craft immediately? Oh yeah, it wouldn't. It would be a much easier conversation yeah. here. 
be honest with you, Dale, I, like I say, Tucker Craft, when I just, the more and more I hear from him, the only downside is he went to a, he went to a small school. I don't even know, South Dakota State, or something like what, called the Jackrabbits or something? Or Yeah. Uh, well, but, here's the thing. I have him rated higher than, than Laporta. Yeah. So, and I've taken Laporta a lot, so why wouldn't I take Craft? Now, uh, somebody wanted me to look at Edge. Derek okay. Hall, I like Derek Hall. I like Zach Harrison. Andre Carter needs to bulk Ooh. up some. Andre Carter, I'm a big fan of Dale. Big I, dude. I really like Zach Harrison because I think you could put him in, in at three tech and not skip a beat. Yeah, because Dale, Ohio State's pass rushing, the reason why I'm ignoring Harrison is Ohio State's pass rushing was just not good. You guys did not have that Bosa to chase young type of guy. Yeah. Yeah, he's not gonna be that edge like those guys are, but he is huge. Is and he is he yeah, like he's six, like six six? He's like six six, Greg, and he runs like a four five forty. Could he be like a Sam Hubbard type of guy? You can move yes. him around. Yes, he played inside quite a bit at Ohio State. Okay, okay, you're the my okay. So, but if, I'm just that's the reason he would be in my conversation. Right. Okay. But okay. I still go back, and Antonio Johnson here stands out. You know, best player on the board, safety. Your safety right. depth will be solved. And if the guy that they brought in doesn't pan out, Antonio Johnson's going to be really damn good. All right. Yeah. And we take. Hey. Jesse Bates was the second round safety. So I mean, they got him ranked forty fourth overall. Let's go crazy. Let's God, go crazy. Man. Let's go Dude, crazy. Deal, man. Let's go crazy. Antonio Johnson safety. Safety okay. depth solved. Solved for years. Man, Dale, wow. I'm I'm really, really, really scared about this, man. But I know because Tucker Craft's gone. I get it. Yeah, but Dale, you know my my heart's broken. So Tucker okay. Craft's not gone yet. So oh. Is Tucker Craft still there? He's still there. What the hell? And a, a chain at running back, I would consider. Dale, but, no, no, I no, mean, no. This is pretty much a no-brainer, right? Yeah. How the hell is he still there? Greg, he is, okay? Just take him. Dale, this is why you don't listen to me. <laughs> Scott, Sometimes you got to roll the dice, Greg. You take, hey, the, best, you're, you're take right. the best player available sometimes, and that's what Antonio Johnson was. Dude, Dale, you have every right to tell me to shut the hell up for the rest Well, of you got two new guys at safety, right? Right. So why not bring in a third guy and then battle it out for who fucking starts? Hey, but, Dale, we also used a three-safety formation, too. I still thought we could have signed Rap and all that. We used a lot of three safeties at times. But I'm not gonna. I'm not going to mess around with this one. Thank you, Dale. Don't stick Tucker your hand in the charts again. You, you're best. No, it, it, it's it's easily Tucker Craft. And yes, I agree. I agree that. Uh, yes, thank Tucker, you. I, I could easily see him going the second to the Bengals for sure. I mean, we literally sat there and was about to make that pick when I saw him there. I I, I was just stunned. Now this is where I really like a running back. Tajay. Now, but we don't have any D-line, but I don't love the D-line that's left. We got to keep looking. You're right. You, I'm ready. Edge, I like K.J. Henry. Tell me about him. What does he do well? He had his best season. I think he had six sacks for Clemson this year. He was like a five-star recruit and never really broke out. And then he finally had his best season this year. And, like, yeah, they have Miles Murphy, who's supposed to be like a top 15 guy. But some people think Henry will be a better pro. And honestly, there's something weird with Clemson. Like, the guys that go later, like a DJ Reader, um, the other right. deed tackle for the Saints, uh, not the Saints, the Falcons, 
uh, Grady Jarrett, all those guys that have gone later for Clemson have end up having better careers than their than like their early round guys. Right, the early round guys like Cleveland Farrells and different people. They've yeah, they've struggled. So right. it's a weird thing. But I do like KJ Henry, but I don't think. But if, if Dale, I would take him here. If we look, Jalen Jones at corner C. That's oh man, wow, fourth round. We got some good options on the board. Uh, Ty J Spears, man, he's yeah. That's up. what I was going to say. I really like Chase Brown. Roshan Johnson, Izzy. Yeah. Izzy's on the board. Tell me about Chase Brown. What does he bring to the table? Good at everything. Productive at Illinois. Um, he's a willing pass blocker. He uh, he tested well. His brother, Sidney Brown, is a safety that Derek likes. Okay. So, um, yeah, he, he would be a very, very solid picker in the fourth round. And probably more realistic, honestly, then Spears or Ebenaconda, I think both those guys will be gone by the end of the fourth. But they're wait, both here now. Wait, wait, and uh, we take real- Izzy a lot. Dude, wait. Do you think he'll be there next round? Because if he is, I'll take him. I, I'll take- I, I do, but I we've done that so many times. And in real life, especially when he just tested, they need to yep. update this thing. Izzy is not going to be here at 136. No, let's just take him. No, Well, I honestly think he would have went in the third. Right. But I'm so- not going to take him here. I'm going to take Spears. Spears? Maybe falls because I could see, I could see people falling in love with Izzy earlier. Yeah, but I still I have Spears on my board rated one spot ahead of Evan Nakanda. Okay. I have I have both guys as like early third round picks. Right. Well, let's do this, man. If you want to take a running back, are you ready to, or you want to keep looking? Oh, too late. I'm taking Spears. I'm taking Spears because I just he's good at everything. His Damn. when we looked at the PFF grades, he was a good pass blocker. And he was a good pass catcher, Damn. and he's a good runner. He balled out against USC in the bowl game. Productions right. there. He checks every single box for me. Whereas Izzy, I love Izzy. Don't get me wrong. Speed, this, that, and the others. He's not been a uh, blocker. He's not been uh, known to catch the ball. Now he's got. He's still going to be a damn good running back because right. if you can run, you can run. And he's twenty right. years old, and he's big and fast. He's going to be a good running back, now, and he's still back. on the board. I would double dip at that point in real life. <laughs> I don't blame. Now we got like Jarrett Patterson, KJ Henry, Jacorian right. Bennett at corner. We haven't taken a corner. Oh, he's a, a safety. How about this guy, Kobe Turner? He pops up in a lot of later round mocks for me too. Uh, let me see what I have written for him. Some of, the, some of these guys I can remember off the top of my head, but he's one that's more like. You know, I, I scouted him and then just kind of moved on. I don't take him a lot. I know he's decent. Where do I have him even rated? That is the question, Gregory. Take, take your time, bud. We, we. 6'3", 290, powerful hand, strong core, high motor, strong finisher. Um, problems with athleticism and movement, burst off the line, quickness. See, that's... That's why I think like he's always there, and I don't take him because I want more of a dynamic pass rusher. Yeah, dude. What is this? That's that's not what I watched. That that's something the Bengals value a lot is athleticism. So I don't see that as a fit. But this kid Bennett, you talk about athleticism. That kid didn't he run like a fast forty? Oh yeah, he ran in the four threes. Uh, him and Dude. Banks is going in the first round, and here's this guy available in the fifth on this one. It, it, I have him as a fourth round guy. We value and the Bengals value speed at corner. 
that'd be a good pick right there, Zach guy. Man, I just I love to even Spears equals James Brooks. Man, that's yeah, I'm cool with that too, man. But Bennett, man, he fits the mold what they look for. They want a speedy corner. He does. Now, we'll see. Yeah. Let's just look around. So yeah, he's by far and away the best corner I've got left. Yeah, yeah, uh, like Disby. I was told about Yaya Disby. I've heard some good both things. Of the, both those guys test well. Both the Louisville guys. Okay. Um, tight end. Davis go, Allen. Go, go to corner. Mallory, Strange, Willis. There's a lot of tight ends I still that I'm still solid with here. D- d- click on corner. Click on corner. I want to go trade. Ah, po- oh, man, I'm a huge fan of trade Palmer as okay. a slot guy and potential returner. Oh, he could. He could. He could. But, but corner, that. yeah. I just think Bennett is. Makes sense. Let's go back to tight end. I want to look at tight end again. Okay. I didn't see these pro day numbers, so I want to mention them. Carrington Valentine from Kentucky. Yeah, another guy. I've got him, honestly, about two spots ranked below Bennett. No. Four, three, six. Malik Wright was just going off on him last night. Like, he thinks he could be an upcoming steal and all that. Oh, yeah. I. He's He's definitely... James, we know Cincy James will be okay with that, him being from UK. But I'm going to go Bennett in this draft. But if you told me Valentine in real life was the pick here in the fifth, I would be ecstatic with that. Oh, before. absolutely. I'm cool with this. Yeah. Man, all A's so far, Dale. We're doing good, buddy. But I appreciate you stopping me at times because I'm ready to get – it's like we, I go to a candy store. I'm like, oh, let's get this. Like, wait a minute now. Let's look around. Till. So – yeah, I really, man, I really like Trey Palmer there as well. That one, that one hurt me a little right. bit. I, I get you, buddy. Because I mean, I just think he's a, a dynamic punt returner, and I think he's got so much untapped potential. Plus, he's from Nebraska, which that right. is Zach Taylor. You know, Zach Taylor would be all over that. Now, I don't think we need any linebackers, but damn, Ventrell Miller would be great six round. Tell, tell me about Davis Allen, tight end out of Clemson. Man, uh, good at eye pointing the ball. Fairly productive. Just a lot to like about him. Tested decent. Better than I thought he would, really. I This will probably break our streak of A's, but I'm 100% on board with taking him as our double dip. Kraft, yeah. Kraft Allen, and then Irv Smith. I mean, you 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 feel a lot better about the tight dude, end room at that dude, point. This is where you said you doubled it. You, you, if we went tight end third round. I like Brenton Strange. I like Braden Willis, too. That's what I'm saying. Like, there's guys I like. Right. Still, Let's go to running backs. I want to go to running backs quickly. D line, we have just missed on D line, and that yeah, guy, we have. We got to take a look. Lacey isn't bad, so I'll say that. Is he worth taking over Allen though? Well, oh, running backs, nothing I love, dude. Let's go to running backs. James's buddy Rodriguez, man. What is your take on Rodriguez? I, he's a, he's a bruiser. He's more two down back. Um, gets you the tough yards. Nothing spectacular, but. Cameron Peoples, I'm a big fan of him out of Appalachian State. He's just a big dude and all that, but, you know, I don't know. Yeah, Greg, I think I think here, I don't know, double down on our tight end. Go ahead and get Allen. Let's do this, man. He's rated 174. We're getting him at 206, according yep. to this. B plus. See, I told you he's going to run our streak of A's. They uh, hate they, – they hate – they yeah, hate the tight the ends. Best player on the board, though, man. Why would we get? I don't get that, man. I know, Greg. But yeah. All right, buddy. Let's see what we have left here. Make this count. Should we go punter? Not a lot. Not a lot left. 
Uh, we could take Rodriguez if you want to double dip at running let's, back. But let's make our buddy Cincy James happy. There double we go. Dip. With another B plus. It's all right. The real the real meat and potatoes in them first five rounds. Yep. So I'm happy with the Dale. Greg, I, Greg, recap it. I gotta I gotta check on my dog. Okay, so first round, we went Darnell Wright, gives us a right tackle in the future. Second round, I was not expecting this. I told Dale I wanted Tucker Craft. Dale said, Greg, sometimes you gotta take a gamble. This guy, Anton Johnson, you got to think about this. He's a safety. Yes, we have two young safeties, but you add another safety in the room, bring some competition in. You know, at first I kept telling Dale, no, I'm not for that, but he was the best player on the board. And guess what? We took the best player on the board, and I was just stunned Tucker Craft was there in the third round. I will tell you all, I would take Tucker Craft in the second round and think that's a steal and all that. The fact that Tucker – I can, I can, I'm going to tell you all this right now. There's no way I see Tucker Crown. Tucker Craft in the last in the third round in the last of the third round. I just don't see that happening at all. So, but obviously he was there. Tajay Spears been a huge fan of him. Every time everything I hear about him, great great player all around. Uh, Jay Bennett fits. He's he's that speedster that we need and all. And after that, with Davis Allen gives us another tight end in the room. Big, big another great pick. And of course. We took Cincy James's guy, Chris Rodriguez, big time bruiser that would that, that would go on well with Tajay Spears. If we had this draft deal, I give this an A plus. Yeah, I like that. I like what Keith, Keith said here too. Brent and Cox, he ended up not finishing the season with Florida. But if yeah. you actually just like he's had some issues, off field stuff, but if you just watch him as an on field person, my gosh, if he's there in like the sixth round, I, which I think he just was, yeah. That really should be a consideration. They've just built such a culture, though, that sometimes I'm like, okay, would they actually take these guys or not? Right. Right, exactly. But like I say, man, we just don't know. But Tucker Craft, I just guarantee you, man, like I was telling the listener while you were gone, if we got him the second round, I almost consider that a steal. I'm telling you, man, it would. I almost wonder if we would do what we did last year. I mean, last year, I think you we were all shocked we traded up to get to Kansas the Brit, but we just didn't want to take that chance because we never trade up. And most of the time we trade up, Russell Bodine, uh, that one tight end we got one year, but that's fine. But Cam Taylor Britt panned out so well for it. And we need a Cam Taylor Britt this year, too, also. Yeah. Yeah, man. I think that was a good mock. I love doing these just because, like, it's fun to mix it up. It's fun to see who's there. It's fun to talk about the potential decisions. Everybody does mock drafts. They're they're meant to be fun, people. But 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 Dale, you taught me. You just taught me something. Now you taught me. Look, Greg. You can't just go for that one thing in the candy store. You got to look around first till you make your decision. It can still be that candy you want, but that doesn't mean there could be other good ones to pick. It's fair, Greg. I didn't even say all that, but you know, thank you for making it sound like I said a lot more cooler stuff. Well, you you were kind of saying, "Gosh, thank you, man, Greg. Can I have someone out here that's a little bit more rational?" I'm like, okay, you know what? I need to calm down. I need to say, hey. Well, I shouldn't have said rational. I should have said more patient. Patient, yeah. No, no, I understand. But I should have said. But no, Dale, this is why I'm not in the war. If like, you imagine me in the Bengals war room, they're like, get that. <laughs> You're just yelling in Mike Brown's face and Zach no, Taylor's take face. That. Take that, place. No. You stupid mother. I, I would go full sandwich, but they'd be like, oh, okay. You need to go get, they're like, right, go get you some bourbon or something. <laughs> Yeah, you're like you take Wiley, or you're the dumbest son of a bitch exactly. alive. And exactly. they're like, "Bro, you're fired." Okay, I just, we write your text. I think that isn't their draft board already set up already? You don't like. I forget when they say their draft board is usually set up. I think it's already set up, isn't it? 
they still have discussions a lot of times and then they reset it. So like then they'll reset it after a round and right, right. They'll reset it. Or like if an injury happens the last second, they, but yeah, it. they've got a They've got a good idea of where they have guys placed yeah. and it's not going to change based off anything right. that happens. No, exactly. Exactly. You know, it's like in the movie draft day when he keeps that little thing in his pocket, Bonte Mac, no matter what and all that. Yeah. But Well, and I I've heard and re- like, obviously I've never been fortunate enough to be able to, be in a draft room that would be like oh my a freaking dream but um and i just wish i wish they would release like draft boards even if it's been like 10 years like a 10 year like and i could see like a team's actual like that would just i would love that so much that would be like the coolest thing to me because i know one year and they asked him lindsey paris asked him a question what is one player in the draft you wanted but just didn't fall to you guys and that year when we drafted, uh, what was uh, the dude from Estonia? What was his name? Uh, Marcin. They said they wanted the honey badger so badly, and all that. I wanted to take the honey badger. We all wanted the honey badger. I remember my brother especially. He was like, oh. like "No, and, and no." And Duke they, said we wanted the honey badger so badly, and all that. I'm and they like, took oh, Gia. Remember, God. that's when they had the extra second round pick from the Palmer trade. So yeah, exactly, they exactly. took Geo in the no, early second, and then he was the <laughs> next second. They could have had Geo, and yeah. <laughs> Oh, dude, dude, I wanted that. Greg, why did you tell me this? Well, no, I told people at work, but they were going to hold this against me. I would have been, I would have gotten the honey badger hairdo and all that and stuff, and that would have happened. Uh, Bro, is, is are you even capable of getting a honey badger haircut? I probably couldn't have done it, man. But that, but they, that they would have held it really against me if that happened. <laughs> Greg, I love doing these early shows. It's like our buddy, uh, our buddy Jeff. He's got a little little vacation time so he's i think he was going to be driving he might still hop in every now and again on some of these over the next oh, week you know, Jeff, he always finds time old jeff does but uh yeah he said he said he loves doing these these 330 shows because i love well, it. he don't have to prep anything no he we don't, don't have to read nothing. anything he don't have to try to no I mean, Dale. I, I, every time I get home from work, I go home, take a shower, I speed through traffic. No, I'm just kidding. I don't. <laughs> right. Well, I had that meeting today, so I was running a little late, but I didn't. I wasn't too far behind. I was right. glad Joe was able to hop on and get it because yeah. that's. I wasn't going to set one at all, and then I asked Joe. I'm like, "Hey, would you be available to hop on that way if I am late?" Because I'm like, I should be cutting it close, even even knowing it was. Probably going right. to run over. It did run over, but it right. Didn't. Dale, anytime I get to do these three three shows, this is just so awesome, man. Thank you yeah, so. Man. I appreciate you, buddy. It's fun, man, and you you bring the passion and the energy, Greg. That's what we love you. Don't, Dale, don't don't ever change that. When I say you know, be more patient. That about a mock draft, no, man. That's what makes you you, and it's it's yeah, what makes no, people I just love get, you, man. I get excited, like Dale. You're, for you're years, passionate. I get excited with the NFL draft. To me, I get excited more than I do on oh. Christmas. I'm telling you, the draft is like my Christmas for sure. Yes. And when you're older, like you don't get anything. Like I'm married to kids. I ain't getting nothing on Christmas Day. Exactly. And all that and stuff. Well, I mean, I got to sign Burrow, Joe, Joe, Joe Burrow football. I mean, you're still getting Christmas gifts. I mean, yeah. But still, no, still, I still look forward to the draft like you guys. Saw. Like, like, like it's it, like I just can't like the draft gets more viewers than the World Series and the NBA Finals, and I that even shocks me for a guy who's so into the draft. Uh, but yeah, man, I appreciate that you guys like the three thirty shows, yeah. man. Jerry, I appreciate that. Because I mean, I, I'll try to keep them going, like, and that's what I've been thinking. Like, okay, when the season starts, that could be a fun thing to do during the season. Dude. You know, just Dale. whether 
sign me up, man. Yeah, man. It sounds like a good time. And that's like, I mean, I've got Gregor here. Jeff can usually do him. Coach Cam, which he was maybe going to hop on, but he didn't. I know he's a Monday through Wednesdays usually work for him. So, right. You know, we got a nice little crew to help me do it. And as long as you guys are tuning in and chatting with us, uh, we'll keep trying to crank them out. I can't promise every day of the week, especially after the draft. Probably scale down a little, but we could do these two or three days a week, you know. Dale, this is cool. I I just can't thank you enough for uh, this. Is just just an honor just to be on this show, man. Thank you so much, dude. It's just hey, Derek gave me a shot to be on the show with him. That's pretty freaking cool. So yeah. All right, Foxy. Yeah, we'll get right. Foxy. Foxy wants to hop on a mock draft. So Let's, we'll kind of say our schedule for Bengals and Bruce because this will go along with it. Is uh, So tonight, we got three-fourths of Tigers talk. Jess is at opening day, so she won't be on with us. I think Joe's going to be on with me, too. That's at 7 o'clock tonight. We're going to talk breakout candidates is kind of the topic I've got. So, And maybe we'll touch on that tomorrow if we do one of these, Greg, at 3.30. Awesome. We'll touch on some. I'll get your opinion as well for tomorrow. But um, so that's tonight. And then tomorrow, so tomorrow we'll probably do a 3.30 show. And then also tomorrow night, a lot of shows coming up. <laughs> Dale, you tomorrow gonna... night is Evan McPhillips. Evan McPhillips, who is uh, part of Malik's network, and they just had a mock draft. He's going to come on. We're just going to talk draft and general Bengals talk. He asked me today any certain people to look up. I said, dude, you know your stuff. Just come on. I mean, I half the time we let the the chat guide the weekend shows, especially. Um, so that'll be fun. And then Saturday, special Saturday episode, mock draft with myself, Parker Blake, and draft guy Jared. Oh man. We're going to do the whole first round of the draft. We're gonna each pick, I, I volunteered. I'll go third. I'll pick the third team, and I don't know which one of them is picking first or second. We still got to figure that out. Mm-hmm. But we're going to pick each third pick, and we're going to write down and see who who got the most, and we'll have some bragging rights hopefully after the draft. Who got the most picks correct for the different teams hey, and things like that. If you beat Parker, send him a thing of Nutter Butters. <laughs> You'll know why. Well, Parker's my dude, man. He's been no. I've been sending him my draft stuff and he'll give me his pen and then he'll send me no, his Parker, stuff and Parker. I'll be like No, no. So Dale, I tweeted something out. One has to go forever between fans. I seen it. I seen it Nutter, the other day. He doesn't like nutter butters and all that. That I, conversation was going too wild, Greg. No, I didn't no, even get no, into no, it. Dale, I, mean, Dale, I love having these fun I had thirty I had like thirty missed messages on my Dale Walton account. Dale, like, I don't even expect any of you to respond, but all of a sudden it's like there's like a war going on and all that. And I'm like, oh my gosh. I just think it's hilarious, though. It's awesome. Over Nutter Butters. It's fun, man. That's the thing. Life yeah. should be fun. This stuff should be fun. Ain't like Twitter should be fun. Talking bagels should be fun. I, I love to argue. I love having fun disagreeing because that's what makes it fun, man. Yeah, but you know, you know it's not trying to downsize anyone else that's right. that's the problem i have when it becomes like you're like almost I, like your opinion's stupid if you don't right, agree exactly. with me and, and i'm like dude i'm i don't have the best opinion all the time i'm wrong no, a lot like Dale, i don't have the best opinion either man but you know what if i disagree with other people's opinions that's their opinion man and at the end of the day man it, everybody should just respect one another just be good with everybody that's all i agree know? man but exactly. you know Football season starts. Bengals, everybody gets back along again too. So 
completely. Dude, Dale, when we all win that when we all win, here's uh oh, uh oh. Jerome had to get you fired up before we get off. Wait, what? Jerome? Oh, dude, come on, man. You and I are on good terms, and you got to put this at me, Jerome? What the hell? I agree, Ken, man. It's been a blessing for me to like uh, find the, all the group of people in chat included that people that hop on the shows. I feel like I know you, even dude. some of you I met, hey. some of you I haven't. Hey, Jerome. It's been awesome. You know what? Yeah, Pork- I don't know either, Porkchop. I didn't, I don't know what that Pork one is. Chop. You know, poor chap. You know, you know, Jerome. You see Jerome just everywhere. Jerome, man. I, even though I have, I have my disagreements with you on this, you're you're the man, Jerome. Thank you so much for your supporting everybody else's shows. You support everybody. Thank you so much, Jerome. Hey, Jerome, comes hangs out with us in lot one. Yeah, I mean, that man bounces around everywhere. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. We tried it. We did that, Greg. I'm like, that, no, that's now right. I almost missed Angelo Dawkins because we were bouncing around. That's why I'm right. like, yeah, that's why I stay in one spot. Right. Well, you know, with me, man, like, you know, I'll, I'll run around and hug everybody. One day you were like with me, like, Greg, you're running around like a little chicken eh? and all that. That's I said <laughs> chicken with your head cut off, man. You're like a chicken with your head cut off. I know, exactly. I was like, like Dale, man, I've been saying I did this. It's just cool to run into everybody, man, that you see on social media. It's just so cool, man. Everybody gathering up in one place. Yeah. So but that's why I like, I like to stay in lot one because I'm like, all right, bam, we're here. Everybody right. wants to stop by. I don't have to run around and try to be looking, you know, it's like, here we are. Right. We got our drinks in the cooler yeah. and the, we're just chilling, man. And I think this year we'll probably try to cook a little more food and well, things like that. Especially if J- if James gets his tickets and yeah, hey. you know we got like a little base of people we can all bring stuff and just it's yeah. a community. It's a com- we don't need no name for our it, we're we are just hanging out. No one we don't need a name for it. We're not trying to compete with anybody. No. Like no. it's just dudes hanging out. No, and, and you know what? Some drinks no. and cheering on the Bengals. And you and I go around other tailgates. It's fun to go tailgate hopping because you get to see a variety of tailgates. So many great ones. That's what I'm saying. Exactly. Like, I just don't want to name one because I don't want anybody to think we're no, trying to compete but, or anything. But but, it, but it's fun to visit other tailgates. It's fun to visit everybody's tailgates because everybody is. has a unique tailgate and all that. That's what makes it great and all I, that. I would like to go to more of them. Like that's We were going to do that last year with the brew getting thing, and it was just right. like the service was so bad down there. It wasn't. Right, so, like but, we did like one episode, and it was like, ah, I'm not doing this. But I wanted to hit like different ones and future like different ones. Yeah. but like literally one of the best days of my life was when I finally found out I was a season ticket holder, man. Because I went to every game last year, but I would literally find out like the last second. Like right. I had a question, I couldn't go to a game. Then the last second, I got offered a ticket. I'm like, I'm in my car, but it's just so nice now. I don't have to worry about am I going to go to this game the last second. It's just such a blessing. Yeah, man. Well, Gregory. Hope you have a good, uh, good rest of your day. You too, but hey, t- tell all, tell all the ladies from Congress talk. I said hi. Can't wait for them to do another show. I mean, somebody's got to take our picture tonight, Greg. Uh, hey, well, no, I, no, no. I, I know what I get in a lot of trouble with every time. If if I had to pick one person, I always got in trouble with the Luther vision shot. It's always wit and all that and stuff. And I know wit's gotten mad at me, so I will. I will make sure to post nah. to the. Luther. That's just wit, man. Wit is like the female me where she will like bust your balls and say things that like she probably shouldn't say. No, nah. it's like, but I'm not meaning any, like, I'm just right. kind of that's I, no, no, I, 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 then, I, I, I then I'm like, oh shit, people actually got mad. No, wit, no, no, wit, wit, I know wit, but still, I will do it. No, because it, it was time to start, it was their idea to do the Luther vision shot and all that, and that's when I started doing it for every other show. So, yeah, absolutely, I, I g- g- tell all of them I said hi tonight. Well, you'll be you'll be chatting. I'll be I'll be in the chat. Yeah, I'll be in the chat. Yeah, but I'll give you all a warning when Luther Vision's coming. I promise. I'll get naked. 
I'm not getting naked. There you go. Oh, no, no, yeah, no one in my life. And I've joked about God. I said some. If there's a way to cancel a podcast that made zero million dollars. This one would have done been canceled a long time ago. I can promise yeah. you that. Exactly, exactly. But yeah, but yeah, man, it, it did. Like I say, like wait, go back, say, man, all these three thirty shows have just just been so awesome, man. Thank you so much. Well, that's the thing. Like I was like, oh man, it gives me something to do. Get, getting all straight from work before Marissa gets <laughs> off work. She can't yell at me then, you know. I ain't got worried about her coming down here yelling at me if she ain't home yet. Well, yeah, a lot of she times. me later, but I'll go home and take a nap, and I'll wake up like at seven or eight o'clock at night, and I can't go to bed till like two or three in the morning, and then I wake up all tired, ready, getting ready to go to work. I mean, Dale, this motivates me all the time, man. I don't sleep or anything. I don't do this. I mean, this puts me like on a great schedule, and this is just so cool, man. Yeah, yeah, brother, and I appreciate it. And you're great at this, man. It's fun. Yeah, dude, dude. I didn't know how it was going to be doing it. I, I, I kept doing research how to do this, how to do that. I just said, you, you just told me, Craig. Don't worry about it. just say what you want to say. Just do it, man. And that's what I've been doing, man. Well, I remember the first time you came on, I put you on the spot to do like the fire them up. <laughs> now, now, like now you are a living fire them yeah, up. But dude, but dude, so I literally was talking to one guy one time and he's like, well, hey, Greg, I write, I write a lot of speeches for people. They will do this. And I'm thinking, you know what? I'm thinking way too much into this. Just say what the fuck comes out of your mouth and all that. Yeah, baby. Yeah, <laughs> baby. <laughs> And that's and that's exactly what happened. But I'll remember. Yeah. So yeah, Dale. Like I say, man. But I'll because I, you know, I remember that. And you were like, then you're like, oh, you put me on a spot. And then you're like, I'll write them out in the future. And you were stressing about it. And I'm like, bro, you just felt yeah, have you felt fun. Bad. Just have fun. Yeah, dude. Exactly, man. That's dude, Dale. This, like I said, man. This has just been a dream come true. Being on Rally and being on you with Bengals and Bruce. I, I, this has just been a dream, man. Come true for me, man. Thank you so much. Hey, it's fun. We just got to get our Super Bowl. The Cincinnati Bengals get a Super Bowl. We're all living the high <laughs> life. Dale, that's happening. We will be getting it. Not maybe. When we get our Super Bowl we this season. Will. When we get it. Mark that. Yes, sir. Love y'all. Appreciate y'all tuning in. Uh, please subscribe. We're going to be doing a – make sure you uh, spread the word. We're going to be doing a draft hat giveaway, Derek was saying earlier. So one of the new draft hats, we're going to give away one of those around draft time. We'll, we'll probably do like we did last year where it's like everybody can guess their first round pick. And then we got obviously a little bigger following than we did last year when we just started. But then if multiple people have the first round right, we'll go to the second round. Who can get the second round right? You know, stuff like that. And then whoever, whatever at some point, then we'll, you know, whoever wins it, wins it. And we'll ship it to you. So there you go, man. We love to give away shit when we can. So. Mm-hmm. Even though we're a bunch of broke ass people, yeah, <laughs> story of my life. Pete. But we appreciate the support. That's the main thing. So, love y'all. Who day? Who day? Who day, baby? Let's go! It's time. Cincinnati, we gon' rise and up. In the jungle, we unite and up. Jumping on your black and white. Who day when we fight? Live and die in these stripes. Uh. Now who got a move rockin' on? Now who wanna move crossin' on? Now who wanna move bottom? If you got stripes, then you let the city know you rock them. There we got em, there we got em. Like that black and orange, I'll fall em. Single bottle, never stop it. To the beast, the beast and know em. Who they rockin' with the diamond stripes? Flossin' on the ring. Cincinnati, she's our queen. We gon' show the world who king. Orange in the day, black in the night.